playback on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Panadol. Panadol Extra Film Coated Tablets contain paracetamol. For pain relief, always read the label or leaflet. Good morning and welcome to this playback special of the year. The very best radio of 2022. The moments that stopped you in your tracks. Silent and listening or very possibly roaring at the radio. The good, the bad and the downright silly. But to start, this one. If you're asking, I'm dancing. Come on, Harry, we want to say goodnight to you. Harry Styles with the most streamed song on Spotify this year. Check your pulse if you didn't shimmy to that one. And it's New Year's Eve 2022. And if you're heading out on the town to ring in the new year, this time last year we were still in the Covid lurking at our shoulders. And it would be January 22nd before we could hit those clubs and shake a tail feather. Is dry January gone out the window, Sinead? Oh, it's gone. It's a torrential rain, January, you know, restless. <laughs> yeah, trees and onion, be out and everything. <laughs> okay. And listen, do, do, do you feel like, have you have you missed out on a lot in the last couple of years? Oh, totally. Totally, yeah. yeah like, just like, you're you're in your 20s, do you know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be going out, going partying, going mad, like, and it's just, oh, we're actually just inside the gap. Yeah, that's it. Really, really strange. So, yeah, I can't wait to just get back out. I know what you were saying. It's kind of, have we all changed? But I don't know. I suppose we'll find out. Comedian Sinead Quinlan telling Brendan about dusting off the heels ahead of hitting the nightclubs before the lifting of most COVID restrictions, not even a year ago. And changed? Possibly. But as the year progressed, the devil COVID did indeed recede, although certainly it's not gone, not by any means. But bit by bit, politics as usual returned and making headlines the cost of living. Shop around, anyone? The person says Sean Fleming's really going to annoy a lot of people with this carry-on about shopping around. It's the job of government to protect those who need protection, not to offer silly advice about shopping around. Stop talking about how it'll take months to change VAT or get stuff through the door. We know the politicians were able to rescue the banking system overnight. It's time to cop on. Another West of Ireland listener says, when does that minister suggest you do all this switching between working full-time, commuting, cooking, cleaning? There's no time, even if you had the energy and resources of... uh, devices and internet access to do it and maybe just one more uh, for now uh, one person says Lady Astor a 1930s Tory MP on a lecture tour in the poorer regions preaching about thrift and enterprise gave as an example a recipe for fish head soup a chap put his hand up and said pardon me Lady Astor while we're eating the fish heads who's eating the rest of the fish <laughs> keep your decks coming 51551 However, all of that was before February 24th as the world woke up to the news that Russian tanks had rolled into Ukraine. On Morning Ireland, Mary Wilson spoke to Ukraine's ambassador to Ireland, Louisa Horasco. Ambassador, thank you for coming into us on what must be a very difficult morning for you and for all Ukrainians uh, and difficult to be so far from home. What are your thoughts this morning? All my thoughts uh, this morning with my country and in Ukraine and with my parents 
and my family. <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm so emotional. Um, I'm really shocked. Actually, my parents live 150 kilometers from from the northern border border of Ukraine, and uh, they are shocked, of course. Um, so it's hard to believe that it it happened in the 21st century. In Ukraine, ordinary people who had been living normal lives were now forced to flee. In early March on the News at One, Paul Cunningham reported from a checkpoint at the Polish border. Well, I'm actually looking out at a, a beautiful scene, Brian. It's a, a lovely lake with reeds, um, sunshine on the water, birds on the water, and undulating uh, hills uh, completely forested. It's a, it's a beautiful scene, except we're in a horrific moment in the history of Ukraine, a checkpoint which seeing a sea of misery continuing to flow into neighbouring Poland. As I'm speaking to you now, I'm looking at another group of people who are fleeing uh, Ukraine on foot, carrying bags, uh, uh, suitcases and a young child. Um, cars are continuing to flow through this checkpoint. And on the other side of the road, there are people continuing to flow into Ukraine, travelling back along the main road into Lviv in western Ukraine. Um, some of them are military men dressed in fatigues, heading to fight. We have met people bringing in humanitarian aid and medical aid. And we've also uh, seen people bringing in body armour, uh, which they're going to give, they say, to the people who are defending Kiev so, or Kiev. So you've got a, a a place of constant motion um, with people coming and going um, right on the border here between Poland and Ukraine. People presumably, Paul, are, are arriving exhausted, very many of them, because of these long journeys which they've had to make, perhaps with uh, elderly relatives, uh, children as well. It's absolutely desperate. It's gut-wrenching when you're talking to um, these people who are fleeing Ukraine. Sometimes they can't even find the words to articulate what's happened to them. Or, or they may start a sentence and talk about the, the light um, from the bombs or the sound of the bullets, and then they get halfway through their story and then they stop. And at times it actually feels terrible asking them to tell their stories um, and we've stopped filming, stopped recording because of that because it's quite clear these people are still traumatised they have been coming from places like Kiev where they're being hammered um, had to leave everything behind um, their uncles, their fathers, their brothers because it's still women and children coming across the border and they're sort of just at a complete loss as to how they have their whole world has been upended and they've no idea where they're going Brian and, and it, there's a consistency to those stories. It's impossible to independently verify what they're saying, but I'm travelling around, I'm talking to a lot of people over the past few days, and they're all saying the same thing. And those who stayed adapted to survive, and if they could, resist. In Lviv, Claire spoke to Yuri Zastavne. He used to run a beer brewery, but he is now making Molotov cocktails. So you made that decision to switch from brewing beer to making makeshift bombs, didn't you, Yuri? Yeah, that was a pretty easy decision because uh, there are times in life when everything you've learned in life, all your education, all your energy, all your focus has to go for something that's absolutely fundamental. In this, in this case, it's the freedom, it's the independence of this country. Values like family or career or whatever do not make sense if you don't have the base thing. You don't want to have, to have a super happy family in North Korea or something like this. 
So we have uh, we have uh, decided to um, uh, to put our own money together, uh, invest that into petrol, into used machinery, oil, and other ingredients. We are the brewery, so we have bottles, and we also have, we know chemistry, and we also know how to to make and use the mode of cocktails from the times of 2014 street revolution in Kyiv, in Maidan. Mm-hmm. So uh, we felt that it's really, and we still feel it for every Ukrainian in the country, it's now or never the empire that came to us to a peaceful country, peaceful democratic country, it must fall. Yeah. If you are an IT guy, you do IT things to, to fend off the enemy. If you are, if you can actually fight, you do go and fight. If you make beer, you do something that that's related to this and that requires the the uh, exactness and the safety in in making it we, so that's that's about the time that's about the situation we, where we and that spirit of resistance and resilience from Ukraine was one that we would hear again and again throughout this year also in March Brendan spoke to artist and musician Laurie Anderson she was in Ireland for a gig yes they were back. Like there was Tai Chi, mass hypnosis, everybody screaming together. Is that the kind of thing people can expect at the concert hall? Do you scream? I do, but you know, it's so easy to lose your voice. So Okay, I, so I you don't have a scream in you for me right now. <laughs> Short yeah. but primal, I would say, Laurie Anderson. From the Brendan O'Connor Show. And ahead of International Women's Day on March 8th, Bioa Reagan. Nihilim gur drohrod e ganahian mich gro shin marate mur nasirshi at a oganinish, pay seershi yet no pay ruddy yet, gur triju gurkruay at a son, like rudka bonus a la calscaru. New contraception. Contraception. Contracep- I mean, hello, ban gana pass the hort suez, marial gur foss she. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Look, few. Sanitary products. Yeah, yeah. Like a kind for those. My other tampons. Oh, oh yeah. No near Cadavachichin. Or you go make pleasure or something. Yeah. 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 Our climate emergency continued to make headlines in 2022, with extreme weather events becoming increasingly common. But when it came to Ireland's bogs, we were not always willing to make changes. In April, at the height of the row over Eamon Ryan's words on the proposed sale of turf, Katie Hannan spoke to TDs Michael Fitzmaurice and Pado Tobin about just what should happen next. Cannot drop the hammer overnight and tell people okay. they cannot do something. What we need is a proper just transition over an eight-year period or seven-year period. So we've been period. talking about yeah, smoky coal and smoky no, fuels hold on, for hold 30 on. years. Yeah, but hold on. There's an awful difference, and I think this is where there's a, a big misunderstanding. Smoky coal is smoky coal. If you have turf dried and it's seasoned, it actually... There's no smoke out to it for I, I anyone that understands I've it. The no, that's, that's, I've heard the minister speak about this. The yeah, minister has okay, said, that, they said that undried turf and undried timber has mm. similar uh, problems with particulates as yeah. uh, coal does. Yeah. But who in rural Ireland, Great. you know, burns wet timber, yeah. timber and, and, and wet so, turf? So when the Climate and Health Alliance come out, as they have done, and you could see I their, their, their comments yeah. in the front of the examiner this morning, 
and say that uh, there is a huge link, a direct link between air quality and stroke, for can instance, I, and, and other that? health issues. Can I go on that? No, but when you say that, are you saying that, that the, you know, the Royal yeah. College of Surgeons, yeah. the Children's uh, Hospital Kids of Ireland, uh, everybody that, that all these people are wrong? From Saturday with Katie Hannan, who by the end of this year had hopped on over to the telly with Colm Mungon now in the hot seat. All change there and good luck to all. Also in April, that interview, Sarah McInerney and Russian ambassador Yuri Filatov. Russia's contention, what, that she didn't exist, that the journalists were lying, no, that everyone who was there were lying? The lady in question did really exist and she, afterwards, uh, she uh, gave birth and uh, we know that, but we know also that uh, the, 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 the photographer you mentioned, that was a staged uh, photo op with uh, this model, uh, Ukrainian model. She she was quite okay, mm. but she was, uh, you know, with lots of makeup, of blood, etc., uh, to, to create an Ambassador, impression. I think, I'm sorry, I, like, I, I, I really am sorry to interrupt you. And, and we, like, as you say, we have invited you on. You're very welcome on the programme this evening to speak to us about what is happening in Ukraine. But it's very difficult and insulting to our listeners to hear what you are saying. I, I, I think I have I'm to sorry, put that to I'm you. Sorry. Because you I'm are so taking sorry. us all for fools, aren't you? Because your contention sorry. seems to be... Can I, can I just put to you what your contention and what Russia's contention seems to be? It's that Russia invaded Ukraine. And after that point, Ukrainians in response started randomly killing each other, raping each other their own citizens, in an effort to frame Russia for those crimes. The whole country was in it. All the eyewitnesses that have spoken to journalists were in it, north, south, east and west, independently came together as part of this big lie to frame Russia. And journalists on the ground from America, from France, from the UK, from all over the world, they watched it, they saw this big lie and they reported the big lie. The whole world is in on this big lie, is what Russia is saying. Uh, what I'm trying to say, sir, is I'm trying to get another point of view on this very difficult issue. If you don't like the message, it's not uh, the wisest way uh, to, to hate the messenger. Uh, you just want, uh, would like to open your eyes to another sources of information, which is, of course, I admit it, it's really difficult under the circumstances because of the overall established fact that mm. Russia is evil of all evils. Uh, if you try to get away from this uh, sort of uh, set piece, then you would discover many things which would uh, really be uncomfortable for many people. Yes. And, and, and I, 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 I'm not trying to blame the messenger. The problem is we increasingly feel that we can't trust the messenger. That's you. And, and From Drive Time, certainly one of the interviews of the year. With Ryan, home of the year's Amanda Bone, all clean lines and order, ship shape, until Ryan decided to freak her out. I have cluttered drawers rather than a cluttered room. I, I can't deal them. with yeah, cluttered I know, drawers. I know, I know, I know. I no, need no. to know what's in every single drawer. The I lie down a bed. I need to know what's in the back of that drawer in the kitchen. I'll, or I'll get up like I did last night. And? And I'll, I'll have to sort it out. I went to bed well, early because I had to get up early to be. Yeah, I am impressed. But I still that. got out of bed to, and got rid of that extra drawer. earphones that were in the wrong drawer. Is that what it was? Yeah. Wow. You're, this is, there's a whole psychology here. We could do a, a six part series on this.
And then she turned her BDI to Ryan's desk. But he was adamant, no, there's a system. Honest. Look at your desk. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. How can you I'm work not, with I'm that quite good. Oh, no, I, I need to explain this. So these pieces here of paper here are, let's say you, you keel over. And this isn't cluttered. This is where I say, well, Amanda's fallen on the ground. So I'm going to go here and talk about this. So I immediately have somewhere to go. So I'm not completely lost. That's one. The coffee is the coffee. Yeah. The water flask is the water flask, obviously. Uh, everything has a roll here. That's grapes in a bag. That's an email. Just OK, that should be over there. But otherwise, this is a clutter free zone. This is a very, very tidy radio desk. If you say so, Ryan. Politically, across the water in the summer, July, after much toing and froing, he was finally ousted from number 10. And to you, the British public, I know that there will be many people who are relieved and uh, perhaps quite a few who will also be disappointed. And I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. And if that was the drama over in Westminster in July, in August we had drama of our own down in Calorglan because it was getting hot, very hot. Would slapping some sunscreen on King Puck be enough? Everyone had a view. Heat waves got our goat, says the star headline. Too hot to trot, says the sun. Oh, the puck in the heat. And this led to a classic live line. Joe was made for it. On the line, he had Katrina Lowry, who runs an animal sanctuary, and also Declan Falvey, chairperson of Puck Fair. I am not a killjoy, I have to say that. I am going to speak for everybody who has concerns. So uh, the goat has to be free from discomfort, freedom yes. from stress, freedom to express normal behaviour, Declan, and freedom from thirst. I know you'll take care. I heard you give lots of cabbage to the goat and all that, but let me just say something. Metal radiates heat. They are only allowed to stay up for so many hours on scaffolding in this heat. So now... Builders, the goat, humans, humans. Humans, yeah. yes. So next of all, there is an amp and speaker underneath the stand as pictured down through the years. How can that goat get away from something that is not normal to him? If if an animal out there, or a goat up the mountain, is distressed, he gets to run away from the stressor. He is denied that freedom. This, this is not me. I'm not going to go hug a tree and pick daisies after this. I am talking about animal welfare legislation. The debate raged pretty much all week. And like a demented version of the Kerry dances, the puck was up, the puck was down, and it was hard to keep up. Local journalist Anne Lucy joined Philip. Now, King Puck is back up. It's hard to keep track of him. Probably easier if we were on the McGillicuddy Reeks, his natural habitat. But he was put back up when the temperatures um, dropped last night. So he was there for... a. Um, there was a very, very um, big concert, uh, Declan Ernie, on the, in, on the street. So he would have been listening in to the concert last night, the Puck Goat would have been. Mm. Now, whether he's going to come down or not, but there's all sorts of questions being raised in Kerry about the future of Puck Fair. Because 
like it or loathe it, it is part of the tradition of Kiloglin, and Kiloglin isn't Hampstead or Wimbledon, and they do put a goat up, and they have looked after the goat for the last hundreds of years. So there's a lot of feeling about. Oh, indeed, the whole it certainly thing. seems and feeling I, I is running high. And Lucy, thank you very much. Installation or incarceration? Text us five one double five. In the end, the puck came down. Also in August, hitting peak summer in what might have been a first for RTE Radio, perhaps not the last, Marty Whelan on your thigh. And why not? Phil O'Kelly was the man. He'd lost a bet to a friend. Phil, good morning. Good morning, Marty. How are you doing? I'm just, <laughs> just thinking of you. <laughs> I'm awfully well, Phil. Um, <laughs> I have to say, firstly, uh, congratulations on what is an incredibly brave thing to do. Um, I had no idea, obviously, how would I know, that you have a tattoo of me on your leg. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> foolishly, I made a bet with my friend Carmen uh at the start of the football season. There's a f- fantasy football thing you do. Yeah, yeah, I don't even really play it. It's a bit of a time sink, but he made the offer. I said no. I thought it was a crazy idea. And then a couple of weeks later, I had a few more pints of me and said, actually, do you know what? I think actually that might be a good idea. Perhaps the key phrase, a few pints in. But then from Marty, the crucial question. How big is it? Typical presenter. Anyway. Uh... It's, uh, I don't know, about seven inches, something like that. Uh, like, if we went any smaller, I was open to get it a, a lot smaller. Uh, yeah, you were suggesting so, a two-euro a two euro coin, I see, was the size. Yeah, well, that was the minimum we'd agreed on. I understand. But, but uh, we wouldn't have caught the sparkle in your eyes if we got well, it. How well spotted you are. Well spotted, <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I, but anyway, you chose this one. Um, you got it now. I've got the hair and I've got the moustache and everything. I have to say, even my wife wouldn't get that done, and she's quite fond of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, now my, my wife uh, did help me to and might this be the start of something for radio fans everywhere? I don't think any of my colleagues have ever had this honour bestowed upon them. Have they not? No, I don't think so. I don't well, think so. Well, you know, hopefully it's on the first of many uh, <laughs> to, uh, to honour you. Oh, yes, uh, but yes, but you're the first. No, no, you're the first. <laughs> you're the first to last my everything, in fairness. That's who you are now. Feel free to give me a shout if you need a leg up. But yeah, you're, very good. Thanks you're, for the support. You're brave, uh, you know, you're a brave man. You're absolutely... Putting it up to all loyal RTE Radio listeners. You know what you need to do. Back in a bit. Welcome back. Inflation. The cost of living, rising energy bills and, as always, housing, housing, housing. Massive issues. And as the year progressed, people were stretched even thinner. In September, as we went back to school, Claire Byrne went to Dundalk where she spoke to Eileen Hart, principal of CBS National School. They now have DESH status and with that a programme for free meals for the pupils. And tell me, would you have noticed before this that some children would come in, maybe wouldn't have had their breakfast, didn't have their lunch? Was that happening or was it more hidden than that? You see, yes. And um, sometimes people are living in disadvantage and not being able to pay their bills and they come to school in their full uniform. They have what they need because their parents are in the background struggling. And I come from a disadvantaged background myself, so my mum would have been on her own and... One thing 
we always went to school in full uniform, we had our lunch, and yet she couldn't pay the electric bill. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'd come home, and I knew that my mum was going without her dinner to make sure that we were fed. So it was hidden, and I think that is something that we have to get out there to people to understand that people, our parents are working, they're trying to do the best for their children, but, you know, they could be living in poverty and nobody actually knows and I think part of this whole school meals program is fantastic because it's inclusive every single child gets a meal they'll get a hot meal so one thing for sure is that when the child goes home their parents can rest assured that their child is fed yeah. and nobody knows what they have and what they haven't got people are self-conscious people that are coming from difficulty and economic difficulty are they're proud people and it's very difficult to ask for help and I suppose trying to get that message across to say there are people out there that will help. If you are struggling, come forward and, and it's, you know, we will help. What an impressive teacher that was Principal Eileen Hart with Claire. In October, we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Michael Harding on the issue of religion. Faith in Ireland is fitcha fitcha, as they say in Irish. It is absolutely weaved into community. That there is no community. That doesn't mean it's 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 right though. It's like, but it's not, anything, right. it's not it, whether but, it's right or wrong. No, but but in anything, right? Here's the thing, right? Why is why is the thing the way it is? Why was it? Why did it start that way? Let's go back to where it started. Do those circumstances still exist? If they don't, let's relook at it, re-examine it, mm. and maybe it doesn't fit. Maybe maybe it was wrong. You know how it established itself. The genesis of it was all flawed. You Isn't that a possibility? Is that it's a possibility? a possibility, but the observation that you're making is, is to me, a bit headlocked, right? right? It's a bit intellectual. It's a bit talking should. This is the way the world should be. And who's going to make it? No, yeah. Who's I, going to make it right? You, because you're the righteous. No, I won't make it like, right. Like no, we're I, not actually dying of anything at the moment no. as a culture, except righteousness. <laughs> right. You know, righteousness is no, killing I, us. I, I, it's, and it's not religion that's making people righteous. No, no. Well, like, yeah. And like, if you take, if you take Rumi or you take Sufi tradition, you take you know, any of the, the heart of, you know, the wisdom teachings of Jesus or Buddha or anybody, you find there's a wisdom door to live your life better and to understand that beyond good and evil, beyond what is right and wrong, this is Rumi, he says, beyond what is right and wrong, there is a field. I will meet you there. Right. So it's like you're on one side of this argument, I'm on the other. But when you and me embrace, we're like, we are one because we're human. And that's a deep, profound thing. And that is the sacred. It's with us all the time. Uh, and we get on and I enjoy our chats. Uh, <laughs> never the train shall meet. Or maybe one day, maybe one day. Uh, I'll convert you yet. Yes, I'll be in that field waiting for you. I'll be up in Donegal <laughs> saying me prayers for Ray Darcy that he might be converted to religion. <laughs> Let's see what the year might bring. With Ryan Moncombe McGann, who was inviting us to rethink our relationship with the landscape. You know the way the, the Stone Age, the, the ceremonial or ritual sites, like Newgrange or Nowth or Douth or Loch Crewe. So they're all this big pregnant belly rising up out of the belly. And even Brew the Boina, Brew the Boina. Brew means, means a fairy fort or it means a youth hostel. But Brew is also Bryn, it's also the womb. So these were womb sites. 
Okay, and you remember you have a tunnel going into the center, and in the center of the belly, the rise belly, you have this little sacred womb site. And at the solstice or the equinox, depending on the the ritual ceremony, we call them tombs often. But very few people were there. weren't very many dead bodies. There was a, you know the ashes of maybe one or two leaders, but they were there were more ritual sites than tombs. Anyway, the sun on the solstice or equinox enters the passageway, and the sun is always a male in most cultures. The sun, the hot sun, is a male. Enters the almost the the vaginal passage, the passage entranceway of the woman into impregnates the womb where all these, you know, um, symbols, sacred symbols are. And that gives birth to a new thing of life. And, you know, when you have farming people who are depending absolutely on the sun coming in March, warming the body of the female earth to allow new growth to happen. <laughs> it seems I, to make I, sense. No, I, I, I'm, I'm actually completely there with you in, in your description is so vivid. It's a victory for the womb over the tomb, isn't it? In, in, <laughs> no, in, no, in terms yeah, of yeah. What, what history has said. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's and a tomb, it, it's the war, it's, it's, it's the war dead or whatever. You're saying, well, actually... It's, Possibly. I mean, we, we, it's, this, we've had, like I said, about a thousand years of great male expertise deciphering all of these. And it'll be interesting then for maybe a new gaze to come and see, yeah. is it more feminine than we think? Always a fascinating listen. That was Moncorn McGann with wine. On Friday, the 7th of October, an explosion at the petrol station in Creasla, County Donegal, claimed the lives of 10 people. And as a devastated community came together to lay to rest their loved ones, people of all ages and at all stages of their lives, 12-year-old Hamish O'Flaherty remembered his father, James. Um, hello, I'm grateful for all the people who have come here today. Um, I'd just like to say a few words about my dad. He was, he was a great man. He worked very hard and very long each day, whether it was around the house or at work. He had no shame, which I think is a great thing to not have. Um, he wore a jacket with a huge paint stain on the side of it everywhere. He managed this by leaning on a wall which was still wet with paint. Um, we were renovating a house in Fox Hills. Um, he wore the jacket everywhere, to the shops, to the movies, and to the beach. Everywhere, really. I would li- and I'd like to say thank you to all the people who have given and offered so many things. Um, the emergency services, too, who were there within 15 minutes, and also came to the wake to pay, to pay with their respects during the past few days. I'd also like to say something which I have learned in the past week or so. I'd like to say that we should be grateful for your families. Cherish them. Be grateful, because they won't be there forever. So use up the time you have wisely. Also, be grateful for your life, because that too will not last forever. But be grateful, for you'll be able to rest after your hard work. Be grateful that God has given us this life and all the things in it. Our families, our friends, our home, and this world that is awash with hope and love that God has given us. Thank you. In November, the RTE Radio 1 Folk Awards live from Vicar Street and this performance from Clan Ilarta.
Very beautiful from the RTE Radio 1 Folk Awards in November. Also in November, the documentary on one brought us Black Rock Boys, the story of two brothers, David and Mark Ryan, and the abuse they had experienced at the hands of a spirit and priest. The six o'clock news came on, Brian Dobson was reading it, and it was about child abuse. And my dad turned around and he said, David, did that priest ever do anything to you down in Blackwood College? I broke down crying. I said, yeah. And after kind of telling my mum and dad that night, we were in the kitchen. I think we polished up two bottles of wine. We didn't eat dinner. And then my dad phoned my brother Mark. And told me that my brother was back in Ireland and he'd had a breakdown and said stuff had happened to him as he was growing up. And that was to do with sexual abuse. And... This is when my father rang me up. Did I, was I aware of this or anything like that? And I said, no, I don't know anything. But I said, I believe him. Uh, I believe him immediately. And my father said, why? And I said, well, this is what happened to me as well. From Black Rock Boys. And that documentary unleashed many, many more allegations of abuse at Spirit and Run schools. This year also saw climate activism and protest ramp up with Just Stop Oil protesters throwing soup at Van Gogh's sunflowers, albeit behind glass. Emotions heightened here when Junior Minister for the Green Party, Oisín Smith, said that this action was a really effective thing to do to highlight our climate emergency. He withdrew those comments afterwards. But Joe opened the faders for a very sparky discussion. Gray, you agree with the Minister? I absolutely agree, yeah, 100%. And would you throw cans of paint, cans of beans over valuable paintings? I, I certainly would, yeah. I mean, what okay. point? Well, well why like, don't you? But where's, where's why the don't you, then? Gone, why don't you? Know, where, 
Sorry, Joe. Why don't? Why don't? Now, why don't you? I asked you a question. You agree. You agree with young people. You agree with young people. Ask me a question. Answer the question. You're going to allow me to follow it up with an answer. What is your answer to the question? Would you throw beans on a painting? Will we be able to walk together? No, I'm asking you. You're encouraging. The minister is encouraging. He's addressing young people. He's encouraging impressionable young people. I think you're missing the point, Joe. No, I'm not missing the point. Are you not? What is the point? Well, the point is, like, is that we're, 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 the plan is, is at crisis point that we yeah. mightn't be around in a hundred years' time. Well, what's that got as, to do with, tr- with, with what's that got to do with vandalising so, like, valuable works the of value art? Of a, pri- of a priceless painting, is it, it's of no consequence anymore. No because consequence. The world, because the planet, all our systems okay. are completely falling apart at that okay. point. Okay, okay. So life is of no consequence. Living is of art no is consequence. Art is of no consequence if there's no life. There is no art if there's no life. That's but it. there it's is finished. life. But there is life. Oh, heat was coming off the radio that day, I can tell you. Live line. And more heat across the water with our neighbours. 44 days. Short and sweet. Liz Truss. Gone. It was perhaps Anya Lawler who put it best. What the actual is going on? Fair point. On Drive Time, Kevin Maguire of The Mirror with Cormac. Kevin, the lettuce won. The letters did, uh, did win the day. Our newspaper letters gone with that 90 second speech, no contrition, no saying uh, sorry. But now she's left behind all that chaos, a total frenzy. Uh, Conservative Party is in meltdown. Uh, and we're going to have a third prime minister in what would really be two months. I've never known any anything like this in British politics. Did, did, did I've been one... covering it on and off for 34 years. But you go all the way back. Never in peacetime has a governing party dumped two prime ministers it during a, a parliamentary session. Never a dull moment over there. Here at home, it's been a fine year for Irish film. On Colleen Kuhn in May, and as the year ended, the Banshees of Inishirin, eight nominations for next year's Golden Globes and all of those plaudits, anticipated way back in October by arena reviewers Chris Wasser and Deirdre Malumbi. And Sean. Stars. I think it's it's wonderful. It's pitch perfect. The performances, the writing, the setting, it looks amazing. I think it's the most complete and the most accomplished of McDonald's film and probably the greatest uh, thing that we've seen from Gleason. And again, I'll add Colin Farrell. It's He's just... He's so accomplished as a performer here and it's a performance of such startling control and conviction that I would be very surprised if there wasn't okay. a nomination in his future. So I'm going to go for the full five. Full five from you. What are you saying, Deirdre? I adored this film. It took so many twists and turns that I never saw coming. I mean, there are so many ways to interpret this uh, story and its themes and conclusion. Even Chris there kind of touched on the idea of toxic masculinity. For me, I found it so striking in how it captured the isolation of rural life and how it showed how to be alone is really to go against human nature and how thin the line can be between insanity and art and individualism. I love a movie I can pour and pour over after seeing. Uh, so for me, this is a five and f- out of five star movie as well. A double five, yeah, not too often. No, not too often that we get that. And if I had five to give, it would be getting five for me as well. Polishing the old mantelpiece for the awards next year, we hope. Surrender, 40 songs, one story. And this is what happened when Brendan met Bono. The desire to be the centre of attention, a swollen sense of self. Are you kind of starting to think that Bono has <laughs> ego issues? <laughs> Look, 
What use would a rock star be without a messianic complex? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Making a show out of yourself, which is, you know, what I do for a living. It's just worth, you know, asking yourself, where does that come from? Why do you need 25,000 people a night screaming, I love you, to feel like mm. a normal person? That's surely not normal. It was, it was the right time to ask those questions. And then, of course, you dis discover these incredible insights, you know, which I, which I was not naive to have at an early age, which is things like everyone I needed was right there. You know, Mount Temple yeah. Comprehensive, you know, yeah. Ali. I meet Ali, I meet the four members of the band. You know, we, 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 we join each other the same week, you know. Um, I've never said it like that before. That's interesting. We join yeah. each yeah. other, Ali and I, and I and the band. But, but I also learned to understand that the things that were seemingly wounds were, were great opportunities opening up. You know, you lose your mother at an early age, your puberty, lots of people went through much worse, but it becomes a gift for you because you're, you're trying to fill that hole with music, with friendship. It's become such a gift to me, mm. a lot of the, the things that I might have complained about just by writing about it. The Bono. And on the sporting front, the World Cup just gone. Qatar, controversial. But that final. Messi, legend status cemented. But here at home, what about the triumph of the Irish women's soccer team? Well, here's the chance, Amber Yeah, Barrett. great ball from Denise O'Sullivan to pick out Amber Barrett. And she's in on goal inside the area. Oh, oh she's done it. What a goal for Ireland. Off the bench. And she has given Ireland the lead at Hampden Park. Superbly picked out by Denise O'Sullivan. And what a calm, cool finish by Amber Barrett. Scotland nil, Ireland won. Amazing. Taking us to the World Cup in 2023. But as the year ended, the war in Ukraine continued. Missile strikes on key infrastructure causing power blackouts and water shortages for the people still living there. And on drive time as temperatures dropped. This from former Ukrainian economy minister, Dr. Timofey Milanovov. Is, is spirit and morale good among people, even in desperate times like this? You know, I have plenty of time to reflect on this, you know. I, I have a green card. I can go back, you know. I can go to the U.S. embassy any moment. It's one mile from here, from where I live. Hmm. Why would I stay here? Why would, what kind of, you know, self-inflicted pain? I, I think it, we will get through this because it, it's about love. I mean, I, I, I know it's, it's, it's kind of silly, uh, but it's sort of, I think, to get through this kind of hardship, you need people to be willing and wanting to help each other. And so I simply want to be here because it's my country and we have been colonized by Russia since the Tsarist times. And maybe for the first time in 300 years, we have an opportunity to become truly independent, to save the country for the generations to come. From drive time. Well, we are almost at a finish. But back in May, the RTE Concert Orchestra and Paul Noonan celebrated the birthday of Talking Heads frontman David Byrne with this amazing cover, which is going to play us out. But a final thank you to all the listeners who sent in suggestions for playback throughout the year. It's really very much appreciated. And the Golden Ears Award, as always, to Ms H. That is it from this playback best of the year. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week next year even. 
you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. You may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Let it 